The verse of the week is Titus 2:11. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. Welcome back to the Blue High Pod, everybody. Taylor, how's it going? I'm good. How are you, Hannah? Good. We're mixing it up. I'm saying I know. I needed a break from welcoming everybody back, so I gave you the reins. You've done it for 17 episodes so far. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm excited because this week we have an author on the podcast, which I don't think we've had that yet. I'm sorry if any of our prior guests have written a book, then I don't know about that. I think just Britt. Yeah, he's, he's our Dean of Students. Yeah, and he's written two books. Two books. Not just one. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, I've always kind of wanted to be an author. Me too, actually. We both really love to read. Yes. Um, That's kind of one of our main topics of conversation in our friendship. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I w- I've always wanted to be an author because I was like a huge, like very avid reader from a very young age. And I've always loved writing too. So yeah. I just think it would be so much fun. What kind of book would you write if you were to write a book? That's such a good question. I definitely novels like that's what I read fiction novels. I'm not a nonfiction person really just it has to be something that really interests me. So definitely novels. I've like really enjoyed historical fiction Mm -hmm. recently. So I would love to write a book in in the style of like Daisy Jones and the Six. If you've seen there's an Amazon Prime series based on the book Daisy Jones and the Six. Um, But it's about like a band in the 60s and 70s a fictional band but like definitely seems like it could be real yeah yeah. or like Malibu Rising yeah that I read both those books and I was like this is amazing like I've never read anything like this so I think something like that for sure what about you that's so cool um I used to think novel but for a long time so me and Matt we hiked it's called the John Muir Trail it's like a 200 plus mile long trail and ever since then I was like I want to write a book about this. Like I want to write a book about the experience of the trail. It's like a book like wild. I liked that book. I thought it was good. Like so much of it's like her hiking, but then it like talks about her backstory. Yeah. And I don't have like a cool store. Like, I don't know if I'd call it cool. I don't have a past like she has. So I don't really know what I would like use as like filler stuff for that. Um, But yeah, just, I had never done anything like that before. So I think I'd write like a hiking book. That's so you. Really specific. I, I love guess. that. No, that's so cool. Or kind of like a, I don't know, an eat, pray, love, but not yes. eat, pray, love. Yeah. Yes. Again, not the same thing. like backstory, but yeah. kind of that, like the travel type yes. stuff. Oh, yeah. That would be really be cool. fun. Okay. So like Hannah said, um, we have Britt Gusmas on this week, but we want to give you a couple announcements before we dive into the episode. Um, our winter sports season's in full swing. So make sure to check the athletics page on our website for upcoming games and matches. And the first episode of season two of the Luhai Pod will air on January 15th. And then we're still accepting questions for our Q&A episode. Um, That'll be airing next week. So please submit questions. Hannah and I would love to answer your questions. Um, You can send those to podcast at lhsparker.org. This week's guest is Lou High's Dean of Students, Britt Gusmus. We had the opportunity to talk a lot about his ministry, encouraging the next generation of young men. I'll let him introduce himself more. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Lou High Pod, Britt. Thank you so much for being here. Ladies, thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, we're so excited to talk to you about 
your role here. Um, this is only your second year at Lehigh? Only year two, yes. So will you kind of describe what your role is um, and then kind of what your everyday looks like here at Lehigh? Yes, ma'am, I will. So Dean of Students, I look at my job in three three different realms, really. Um, standing in the gap. So we, in our prayer lives, and um, there are times where we need to stand in the gap for others, whether it's parents and children, whether it's teachers and administrators, whoever it is, our office or my role specifically, I feel like I am there to make sure that things hold together. And then after that, that we bring unity. And then most importantly, if we can, if I can, is to bring clarity for young men and women, young men specifically on a day-to-day basis. Because as we know, the enemy wants to distort and discourage and, and make things not clear. And amongst creating that clarity, hopefully we're, I'm loving, I'm encouraging and, and helping kids understand, especially young boys, that there is a way that you can own your space and that you don't have to point the finger because I was taught long ago, when I point the finger at somebody, Mm -hmm. there are three pointing back at me. And so we young boys especially like to create a little bit of non-clarity or a little Mm -hmm. bit of distortion because they don't take ownership in what they do in their lives. So I really believe that my role here is not only to help young men grow as Christian young men and understand what the good news of the gospel is and how good God is, but also uh, trying to create as much unity as possible in every area of this building. And high schoolers want to know like the why behind things too. So the fact that a main part of your role is to bring understanding and clarity, like you said, like the fact that you're here to partner with students and bring that so they're ready to go when they graduate is like so cool to me. No, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. And that and that's what it is. Students, I do believe, have to understand that, hey, we're not here to just have this trickle down to you. We are here to partner with you as well. And and one of my main strengths as a, a person, what God's developed in me and what I've developed over my lifetime is the ability to connect. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm actually a dominant connector. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that helps students in, in a, like you said, uh, Taylor, a pivotal time in their lives where yeah. they want to know their why and, and they've got, they're bombarded, whether it's by social uh, pressures, by pressures uh, to, to get into the college they want to get into or get a scholarship or whatever that is. It's okay. How can I show you that mm-hmm. you're enough? First yeah. and foremost, the boys, I mean, the boys need that so, so much. And I think totally. we'll actually get to that here in a little bit, but how can I honor you in, in a space where maybe you don't feel that way? Uh, because like, you know, just like we said, um, with all the pressures and, and not having a totally sense, a total developed sense of maturity, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, the, they can wear the weight of the world. And, yeah. and so if I, by standing in the gap for them can, can hold a little bit of that weight, uh, that helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of my favorite characteristics about you is you are a coach at heart. And I think that like coincides with your ro- role so well, because you are here to encourage students, encourage our young men 
and you kind of bring in that coaching aspect like they very much go hand in hand, which I think is really awesome. Well, I appreciate that. And, yeah. and it is it's, it's part of who I am. And, you know, I thought I was going to be something else, a salesman or, mm-hmm. you know, and I was going to coach and do these things. And and God so gently nudged me back into the space where, no, I need you to be there. Yeah. I need you to be impacting young men's lives on the field and in the classroom. And so that really started that kick started this whole focus for me and this this call um and i know that in the lutheran tradition we talk a lot about the call mm-hmm. on educators lives mm-hmm. and and to be to be ministers and that's one of the um, the most amazing things i find about the Lutheran tradition, that it's an actual call because I, I've always felt that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, when God continued to nudge me, it's like, no, Brett, I'm calling you here. I just keep thinking about Ephesians 4 of like Jesus calls our church leaders and coaches and teachers and all these people. And then when he calls them, he equips them to Amen. be gifts oh to gosh. the to be gifts to the people yes. around us in yeah. our community. And then Paul goes on to talk about how like, unity and maturity, they go hand in hand. Like we are to grow in unity together and we can't grow in maturity if we're not in Christian community. And I just feel like you are such a great example of all of those things from Ephesians 4 of you've been called, you've been gifted, now you're a gift to us and you can help these boys grow in maturity. And while you're doing that, it's all about building unity within our school. And I think that's so just a cool example of Christian community and what the Lord is doing here. I think that's awesome. I I could, Hannah, thank you so much. I I couldn't agree more. I think that just affirms through scripture, you know, what, what God is doing and what he's doing through one man Mm -hmm. and through many men and women in, you know, throughout our school and throughout the world. And really that's, I mean, if there's anything apart from me, feeling like he's giving me he's given me that glory of his to hold and mm-hmm. and to help build community like you mm-hmm. said is that young men mm-hmm. can step in and see the opportunities yeah. um through Christian community that there's that life has so much more meaning than some of the things that we think it does yeah totally oh yeah. my gosh oh man i i hope our audience mm-hmm. like something they take away from this is your passion and like how passionate you are about this place, about the ministry you're doing. And we've talked about it some already, but one of the kind of your main passions is building up the next generation of Christian men. So you can, can you talk a little bit more on that? Like, how do you do that? How do you approach that? I was so greatly affected affected, affected by our Lord and Savior. So I was I was a young person who was far, far from a relationship uh, with God. Mm-hmm. And just a little quick story, when I was old enough to tell my mom that I'm not going to church anymore mm-hmm. and I'm going to the golf course with dad <laughs> at, at 10 years old, th- 10 that years just, old. That, that separation yeah. started a whole, um, you know, just journey for me that had me looking for God in all the wrong places. Mm-hmm. Now, looking back, I was looking for him the whole time. I just didn't know where to find him. And, and I was trying to find him on my own in in those places that were not good for me. Mm-hmm. And so it took me um, not to get too far into my story. You'll have to read the book, The Oak Tree Source, to, to find out more of that. Um, <laughs> and we'll talk about that in a little that, bit. Yes. Um, but uh, that it... All those wrong places led me back to him. And so with my experience of doing the, you know, the wrong things, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it, totally making a mess of it. Um, I actually, I was reading um, 2 Corinthians 12, 
this morning, and ta- and Paul talks about um, our faith being made perfect in our weakness, mm-hmm. and and so I had to experience that. Yeah. Okay, I don't have anywhere else to go. Mm-hmm. My weakness, my strength, and the way I did things didn't work, mm-hmm. and so in my weakness is when he picked me up and and his power worked through me, and so I do not wish any young man to go through what I went through to find uh, the love of Christ, to find faith, to find that we are made perfect in him and that our weakness is, is really a strength. And so part of a big part of my ministry is, is never forgetting where I came from. Mm-hmm. And if there are young men who are going through those, they obviously all go through struggles. And so I can empathize with their struggles and, and then point them in the direction uh, of where their real power and where their real significance will come through. And, and as we know, that is Jesus. And so uh, the way that I go about that is I'm open. And if we are as men so prideful that we cannot understand that we have limitations mm-hmm. in our lives, we will never We'll never come into the lives that we were really meant to live. And so I live that completely. And so when I say that I lead with a little bit of vulnerability or I tell my story and of how he made me strong, those, those are those, and I talking about connecting, mm-hmm. those are some of the things that are the strongest yeah. connectors yes. is saying, okay, I wasn't. I wasn't who I thought I was cracked up to be. Mm-hmm. I had dreams and aspirations and thought that I would get there, but I didn't have the character. I didn't have the source of strength mm-hmm. and substance of the of this the essential stuff in my life, which was Jesus. And so all I'm doing is sharing who I am. Mm-hmm. Not a, not being afraid to lead with my weakness. Mm-hmm. And those things connect yeah. and pointing young men to the source of strength. Yeah. The, the one who bore it all mm-hmm. for us so that we would be sanctified, that we would be made whole in him. And so really when I get to see hundreds of young men, boys a day, yeah. watch out for what God's going to multiply with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned it a little earlier on, but you've written a couple books. Yeah. Um, do you mind sharing with us about your books and kind of your inspiration behind wanting to write them and why you wrote them? I got to be part of a group of coaches and influencers uh, on the first book called The Impact of Influence. Mm-hmm. And so I'm ta- I get to share the impact of something that was difficult, a difficult season mm-hmm. in my life. And how that then influenced me to greater, oh, to cool. have more impact, to have yeah. more purpose. And I, I like to use the term, the refiner's fire. Mm-hmm. And, and so refining, so God having me on the potter's wheel or having me in the fire um, and knowing that he's there every, every step of the way, but kind of burning out those impurities yeah. in me so that there's more of me, there's more substance, there's more of that to actually share with the world. And so the impact of influence um, was just that, which informed me uh, to my my own personal book, my, my uh, solo book, which is called The Oak Tree Source, Becoming a Man of Strength, Substance, and Spirituality. That book um, is kind of my 
mission statement mm. um, with things that I've learned over the years um, and really what God revealed to me um, as I think a model, a roadway, a, a path for men to follow and, and men becoming the source. Um, and so like Jesus was the source, the the bridegroom of the church, um, um, he was, Paul described him as a word um, in a word called kephele. And so spreader of seeds, it's a Greek word mm -hmm. for source or kind of uh, the beginning um, of all things and, the, and the, seed, the spreader of seeds. What God revealed to me is if men become the source, the foundation mm -hmm. of their families, in service, in provision, in all these different ways. Obviously, being the breadwinner is a huge part of that, but there's more that I think Jesus wants to show us mm -hmm. in that providership. And so becoming the source, the starting point for their families, for their classrooms, mm -hmm. for their businesses. And so part of being a source is, so if you're a trusted source of information, mm -hmm or a trusted source of whatever it is your expertise is, that means that you have done some work there mm -hmm. or you're um, available, you're an actual expert. And so it does take some work for men to be a source. And so I, in 2018, as, as I was writing the book and ideas were still forming, uh, a very good friend of mine who lives in New Orleans, he says, Britt, I got to show you something. Mm -hmm. And so there is a, a, oak tree called the tree of life mm. that was planted in 1740. Oh my goodness. Mm. Wow. This oak tree guys, the, the, the roots are obviously immovable. Right. Um, the, the branches and, and, and how big it is mm -hmm. and how far it spread. Well, I'm like, okay, this is it. Yeah. This is it. If, if men can be rooted in the source of all life mm -hmm. and become that source for their families, their, their everyday lives, they are going to grow strong, immovable roots, um, in our Lord and Savior, and then that is going to multiply mm -hmm. their influence. That's wow. going to multiply their who they are in this world. And so that was really the the inspiration for the book, mm -hmm. and and how I have become that and am becoming that. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like it was a a message that men needed to hear mm -hmm. desperately. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so that's why I wrote the book. Um, and like I said, it's, it's my, it's really my mission statement. And, and so it's been, it's been an awesome journey and continuing to look for opportunities where I can get the message out because I believe that, uh, so many men and young men mm -hmm. need to hear it. So yeah, it's, um, it's been a great journey with, with both of those books so far. And I hope that it leads to impact and, and I, I have gotten great testimonies where, uh, guys that I knew from way back when they're like, Brit, man, the book was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, I, and it, it really spoke to me and really that's, that's what I hope to yeah. is, is, is the relatability mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. that they Connecting. can relate, yeah, they can relate yeah. and that there is an answer. Yes. Yeah. There is an answer. Um, and so it's, uh, yeah, the, the message is out there. It's changing yeah. lives. And, uh, but for his grace, I go. Yeah. yeah. That's I so that. amazing. That's so cool. Oh my gosh. We're, yeah. we're so lucky to have you, Brett. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you guys. The student yes. body's so lucky no. to have you. Our young men are so lucky to have you. Um, and I hope, I hope they know that. And I hope they use you as a resource. How can our students, especially our young men find you? How can they connect with you? Where can they find you in the building during the day? Yeah. And so I, I'm usually out and about. I try to have that ministry of presence, 
um, uh, is in every corner of the building mm-hmm. as, as much as I can. And then obviously they can find they can find myself in in the office. Um, and Miss Juliet, Miss French, Miss mm-hmm. McSpadden can can direct everybody back. And and most of the time they'll just see me out there. Yeah, they'll see me out in the in the uh, um, in the in the front lobby there. And um, and then I, obviously I um, I'm on social media in, in many different formats. And so um, on Instagram, uh, Britt Gusman 711, uh, t- uh, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, uh, Britt Gusmus and then Facebook. Um, Britt Gusmus as well. Um, yeah, and, so, and we'll link all that in the show notes. Yeah, so awesome. Yeah. And, and to, uh, just a quick note on yeah. that. I mean, there. Are, so there are actually have been quite a few f- students from here that follow me, and so I, I put out a little daily thing, and so hopefully that is uh, inspirational and encouraging yeah. as well. Yeah, and, that's um, amazing. That's so awesome. And that that can have its drawbacks too. So uh, oh, that's yes. that's a podcast for another time. <laughs> yes, we'll yeah. have you back <laughs> when we can talk about the drawbacks <laughs> of social media. Yeah. Yes, because exactly. we can all get into yeah. that. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Well, cool. thank you so much, Britt. Seriously, like I said, we're so lucky to have you. Thank you for being on the podcast and and sharing with our audience and sharing with Hannah and I too. Like yeah. I learned so much. So, much. so you're, cool. You're so awesome. So thank you so much for your time. It is absolutely my pleasure, ladies, to, to sit here and be with you. And thanks for having me on too. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. Next week will be our last episode of the season and it'll be a Q&A episode where we answer questions submitted by you guys. And then the podcast is taking a little break for Christmas, but we'll be back on January 15th. So we'll see you then. And this is his commandment that we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as